This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Next month, Anal Nothrock will release their 11th full-length in Darkenment via Metal Blade Records. Extremity has been Anal Nothrock's stock in trade for more than two decades, and with Indarkenment, they maintain their legacy of aural devastation. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash Once again, Indarkenment. Purchase your copy now. Metalblade.com slash This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petzer Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, everybody. How you doing? It is I, your host, Petzer Spych. I am always joined by... And in very enthusiastic Brandon Hahn. You could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And a less enthusiastic Sylvia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia. What do we have to do to get your enthusiasm up, Sylvia? I don't know. Okay. Cocaine. <laughs> I was going to say food, but I don't know. I've never tried cocaine. Uh, you always tell me to uh, do mushrooms. I tell you to do mushrooms and acid. That's where, and, uh, and, and marijuana, but. Uh, I've tried marijuana and I like it. Yeah. I All didn't right. either. Oh, I got a marijuana story. We're oh. going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay. Whoa. So. Whoa. Hold um, on a second. Oh, whoa. shit. Make sure you guys. Hold on. What are you scared of the marijuana story? I'm scared, I, I am I'm scared, like Sylvia. I'm scared of Pete doing anything rock and roll. Like anytime <laughs> Pete does anything rock and roll, I freak out. I'm like, hold on a second. Whoa. Pete had a beer. Stop the presses. Oh, shit. Oh, he had three on his birthday. I, I had birthday. three. Well, 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 I'll talk about right. this. Okay. We can talk right. about well, my birthday Let's weekend go. here sorry, that sorry, happened, sorry. guys. Um, make sure you follow our other co-host, guys. That's not here. Jocelyn Sharp at J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, guys, uh, one of my favorite bands. Always love talking to them. On the show, we got Ivar Peterson from Enslaved. Their new record, Utgard, is coming out October 2nd. Like everything Enslaved's done, it's fantastic. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering it and checking out the videos that are out right now. But before we do that, I guess we'll talk about my birthday weekend, but we'll also talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks News. Fans, so, fan submitted best. It's always nice it's when my favorite real one. musicians make the news. It's my favorite mm-hmm. one. <laughs> like when real musicians put together the news sounder, I'm like, I think I inspired <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want. Oh, you inspired that, I not did. they inspired you. No, no, no. I inspired them. Oh, okay. this time around, go. he inspired them. Yeah, oh, I made, oh, I made, oh, oh, I made oh. something, and they were like, "Wow, this is sure, sure. so shitty." Yeah, we can do this. Mm. I can, I can put diarrhea in a cup, and it'll sound better than this guy. And they did, and their diarrhea in a cup is like far beyond my best. It's like soft serve. Yes. Yes, well, I mean, it's diarrhea, so it's not going to be like soft serve. Oh, I, I don't like your analogy. Can okay. we drop it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Save me. Save me. Ivar Pearson from Enslave is coming up on the show, guys. <laughs> boom, boom. And the Metal Sucks News. Oh, so I had my 40th birthday this last Woo, week. Yay. Took an entire... 
a week off of work, and if anybody knows me, that's just weird. How right? was it? Oh my god, just, I ignored every email. <laughs> just a week. Um, and uh, the first couple days, my lady got us a hotel room over at the Wind Hotel and Casino. Uh, it's a swanky, nice little place. And so I uh, did a little bit of a uh, gambling. And for anybody that doesn't know, I don't drink uh, often, so drinking is not really something that I'm good at. So I had about three beers and I was playing video poker Mm -hmm. and I hit a uh, taxable is what they're called. And that means above $1,200 on a video poker machine. The best part about it is that I hit it and I didn't even, I was playing the wrong game in video poker. I was playing a game where I thought I'm supposed to hold certain cards and I was supposed to hold other cards Uh and it just dealt me this thing that worked out for me and I won. So I was actually playing incorrectly the entire time. (laughs) Keep in mind, did I mention at this point I've had two beers? No, no, no. It's not that stupid. No, I'm saying it's stupid that like how lucky can you be? This this was a lucky moment. That's (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like that's fucking stupid. So I... (laughs) Never have these. Well, actually, no. I've been pulled over by cops after drinking once. Well, that's not. Go, so. That's not. <laughs> that's winning. pretty good. Yeah. That's not winning you money. Yeah. No. I was. I've played video poker before, and I've hit. And what I got was four threes and a deuce, and that's like it, it for video poker land. Usually, that's like four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, it depends on your denomination that you're playing, but usually it's like four hundred bucks. But for some reason, this was a taxable. It was $2,043. And I'm like, what the fuck? Something is wrong here. And sure enough, I looked down on the video poker game I'm playing. It was something special about threes. So I got the thing before the Royal Flush. And so I'm ecstatic. You know, the, the cocktail waitress comes yeah, on Yeah, Pete over. thought he was playing poker and he was like, uh, go fish. And I, he, was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> my point is that I wasn't, I wasn't holding won. the cards right. <laughs> so it was like, I just wasn't holding them right, but I wasn't paying yeah. attention either so anyways he shows I, up to poker with a draw four card he's like no i dude i'll tell you what i was doing is that if you guys don't know down had a live stream concert going on this weekend as well that my lady bought me for my birthday oh. and so i'm actually like watching and listening to the live screen concert on my phone while i was playing cards so i was distracted all around and i won so that's I can't awesome believe that. right and so the lady comes oh you gotta do a shot when you win and so she brings me a maker's mark whiskey shot mm-hmm mm. And that was the end of me. (laughs) My lady was good. It took care of me. We went to the room. Uh, The whole thing was paid for because I won some money. I got a little taxable thing. I got to turn into my taxes later. And uh, did you? It it was pretty good. So now you know what I'm going to ask. Go for it. You were drinking. Mm -hmm. Got a little drunk. Mm -hmm. Did you dirty up the bedroom at all? I don't. Was it the next morning? Clearly, I want to know how drunk you were. Any adult with children understand that what a hotel room represents, and I will not discuss such things. All right, then. I had a fantastic weekend. That means means the maids. That means the maids got busy. Oh, you guys banged. I had room service. Yes. Oh. Oh. And I. Was the room service good? The room service was good. Remember, there was a there was remember a tough. When I, remember when yeah. I just got done saying when Pete does something rock and roll, stop the pressures. Stop the pressures. Yes. And then I'm like, hey, did you have sex? He's like, I had room service, and I'm like, par for the course. No. <laughs> 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 what would you what would you get? Like the I'll, pancakes. I'm like just asking. She had a vegan pizza. And I had um, sex with my wife. There you go. Ah, <laughs> you guys happy? Yay. Was it at night? Yeah, was it at night or in the morning? It was at night. It was like, dude, I oh, seriously. Wow. So I even started after at, all the drunk. I started at three p.m. We got there. We checked in at three p.m. and I hit this thing at like seven thirty. And 
Uh, the concert was from, it was 3 p.m. because it was Eastern time or Pacific time. So I was watching it around in between. And then, dude, I was up by 8 o'clock. I'll tell you this, dude. Wow. Three three beers and a shot. Now, granted, I usually do that at night. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how how long did it take you to have three beers and a shot? Uh, I would say two, three hours. And you were loaded? Bro, I was I Oh, was my bad. God. I would think like okay. you'd sober up between... Okay, I, I three know. beers. Maybe the shot, I think the shot hit me. Three beers mm-hmm. and a shot. Three I'm beers a and a dude. shot after that long? Yeah. Okay, you know, but like if it's three beers and a shot and then let's go have sex, it's like, I can't do that. That's when I feel like garbage. But uh, if it's like that long spread out, I can handle that. I can have sex anytime. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Good job, buddy. Good job, I'm buddy. Good. I'm three telling you. Well, here's 12 the thing, beers and a shot, we're good. See, my I, point I, is, I hate it. I hate having sex when I'm drunk. Really? I just the, hate it. The room had a huge tub. That's fun. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm 6'3", you're 6'2". We're, one, we're tall, 6'1", yeah, six six one, one, okay. Yes. So I never fit in tubs. Like I can't lay in a tub and take a bath. Like you know that sure. I love it, but I just don't fit in tubs. This room had a tub I fit in. Like, <gasps> and the water was coming from the sides the and stuff, best. dude. So I took three baths, and it had a TV in the uh, in the. I know this is. I know people out there are like, bro, you're overreacting. Listen, I I don't fancy it up ever, right? I don't. I don't fancy it up. So it had a TV in the bathroom. Dude. So I can watch. This doesn't sound like something that some, that a grown man would do on his 40th birthday. Bro, they this had sounds a robe. Like, this sounds you... like two chicks that one chick took her freshly divorced friend out oh. to a fucking room. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm all excited. And I'm like, well, like, tell me more. And then, and then we're going to have a t- and then we're going to have a bath. Like, it's just Ooh. like, bro, oh, I did the bath. <laughs> once again, dude, once again, it's something so not rock and roll. My eyebrows, you know how like when you're, when you're surprised your eyebrows raise mm-hmm. my eyebrows have du- I've ducked me low my cheeks and the like, water that's how not surprised was am. immediately really hot oh, like yeah. immediately like you turn oh. it on it's like hot water right away yes. not like not like it's warming up it's like ouch that's oh, burning dude. me don't bring I the kids in this bathtub this. you are i am all for dude, this. you are a little bit country so no. three baths i took in 24 hours i did one at after whatever after room service when i woke up i wanted to take another bath it's we, my 40th birthday. And we watched all these Giallo movies like Torso. Horrible horror movies. It was great. So the point is, is that that was just day one. And now it's like, I miss my kids. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. My lady's like, no, bro. You need to like get she away and that. do some no, more bro. stuff. No, said, bro. Yeah, she said, dude. Breske. Dude. Dude. What the fuck? Like, bro, like, hella. Let's, let's go lose some of this money. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to lose money. She's like, come on, you pussy. I yeah. actually, she didn't call me a pussy, oh. but if she did, it would have turned me on. <laughs> yeah, you right. Exactly. Peace <laughs> like, dude, I'm going to tell you, do, do you get turned on when your wife talks shit? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I do. Really? Dude, she's, Sometimes. she's, she's super. When Lisa gets, yeah. when Lisa starts talking shit, but not like in a mean way. Oh, no, no, no. But, but like, but like, what like, does she have to call you? She's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like she calls me names, but she'll just be like, you know, when are you going to pick up the floor? And I'm like, you yeah, know, smack her ass. And then, then, then we, then we go. I'm not fully oh. understanding. When are you going to yeah. pick up the floor? Me? Like, like pick up, pick like, up, pick like, up stuff off the floor. Yeah, like pick up your socks. Pick up your socks. You what stupid. are you gonna pick up your socks? When that are you gonna works. pick up your socks? And I'm just oh, like, and you like you bend over. You're like, oh, like, let oh, me do it right I'm now. Like, guess what? I'm gonna French kiss your butt. No, I don't. Ex- Sorry, I don't what? experience that at all. Sorry, I don't, I don't Sorry. experience that at all. Sorry. Usually, when she's nagging at uh, me about something, I'm like, I gotta just do it, Mister. <laughs> Mister. Brags, Mister. Brags about being able to bang after 12 beers, but me, I'm just I'm like, in. yeah. Wait, wait. French kiss I'm your in. butt. What? Sorry, uh, French kiss your butt. That's, Dude, that's I, what I didn't love. See it coming. Apparently, you're not in love. Apparently, you're not in love. The, the both of you have no idea what love is. So, oh, I just explained it to you. So, we just have cross, different definitions. Cross the line. No, no, no. no it's, there's there's definitions. French kissing butts are in fact French kissing. But equals love. So heart. Here's here's what I, I I thought was equal love. So my lady wants me to 
get drunk, get wasted, and do these things because we don't get to do these in our life. So okay, this is uh, that's another thing. She, too. She's like mm. Pete's so not rock and roll. Yeah, that his wife has to say, "Hey, look, I want you to get drunk as fuck." Now and yeah. he's like, yes, honey. And yeah. He does. We it. should make a hashtag. Pete's that's not how, rock and roll. That's how rock and roll is. Pete's not rock and roll. Hashtag Pete's not rock and roll. Pete knows more about rock and roll, more about metal music, more about the history of all this stuff, more better than anybody I know. But when it comes down to the actual like, like definition and lifestyle of rock and roll, dude, you are Marie Osmond. I am. Reputation's everything. That's Marie Osmond. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was about to say, she is so gangster. <laughs> I don't know who Marie Osmond is. The Osmonds? Uh, you don't know who the Osmonds are? Donnie and Marie? Donnie oh, and Marie. They're, they're, they're at the Flamingo Casino. Yeah, that's why yeah, I was yeah. saying. Yeah, that's why I was saying you're a little bit country, and then I did the Marie Osmond callback. Oh, okay. You know, okay, yeah, never mind. Right. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Over French kissing butts. French kissing French butts. French kissing butts. Let's go back, back there. That Let's was funner. The listeners like that more than the Marie <laughs> yeah, Osmond stuff. Um, so anyways, so that's done. That was, that was a, a wonderful Friday night, my birthday night, uh, Saturday you know, whatever. It was a couple days and uh, got to down live stream. I'm all about the live stream concerts these days. Like Enslaved did a a live stream one earlier on and it's like, it was amazing. I think you can catch that on YouTube, guys. Go check that out. I think we talked about it in the interview. But the point is, so I'm I'm, I'm going home now. Mm -hmm. My goal is to not work at all. Not check emails, not do a fucking thing. Sure. I'll tell you what you watch work. movies. You work that booty. Okay, back to the booty working. It, it was great. Anyway, so the point is, I just it's it's like dude, uh. I don't know how to, what do you guys want? Details about this? What's this weird? Yes. I didn't French no. kiss her butt. <laughs> then then she, she didn't might care. She French I don't know. kiss yours. I no. Know, I don't know why she's not. Nobody's you. butt was French kissed. You not French kissing her butt is basically cheating on her. That I don't know why she's still there. I don't even know why she's still around. That is modern day logic. I get it. Okay. <laughs> totally understand where you're coming from. Appreciate you saying that to me. Uh, so, oh, <laughs> but um, anyway, so so she's like, marijuana is legal out here. Could you imagine that if she did that, divorced him because she wouldn't, he wouldn't do that? Can you put that in the papers? Oh, man. God. Irreconcilable how can, differences. How confused. I, I hope be? that affects alimony yeah. is all I'm going to say. Confused <laughs> right. How confused would the kids be? Like, why didn't, why'd you, why'd you, did they break up because of us? Like, no, no my dad didn't do, do what he was supposed to do. And, you know, that's pretty much. What was that? <laughs> French kissed your mom's butt. We're still living in the same house. Which oh, probably, I'm not, come on, guys, guys, pump the brakes. I'm not going to live in the same house as someone I'm divorcing. That's crazy. Dude. But I found my perfect partner and, and my well, best friend, good. and that's the rest of my life. We'll so be able to talk, everybody. we'll be able to talk about that very scenario mm-hmm. and rise to offend because there is a scenario that happens in the Jerry Springer topic mm-hmm. that we were bringing up. Shameless plug. I just wanted to crowbar it in there. Listen to rise cool. to offend our other podcast friends. So, and it's a good, it's a way to crowbar it in there. I appreciate that. So anyways, my lady's like, um, cause I don't, I don't get weed. Never did. Uh, every time Have I've tried weed, it yes, or, okay. and it's like it makes me tired. And I'm like, what world is everybody living in where this is so amazing? I, I it doesn't. I didn't it doesn't like. Do shit I, didn't for like me. I didn't like getting like Done. high either. I like being drunk better. I I am the same. I'd rather mm-hmm. just take my two three beers, have my one margarita, be drunk, I'll be happy. See, my thing is this weed. I uh, just I don't know with beers. For starters, if you get about four or five beers of me, I become. Like twelve. I all I want to do is party. I want to break shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god! But, but not like, but not like, but I want to do it like in a fun. Break your face. Yeah, yeah. I want to do it in like a Fred fun. Durst. I want to do it in a fun Fred Durst type of way. You kind of do look like Fred Durst today. You got the white I, shirt. I got the backwards black, hat. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, nothing hurt his feelings more than your comment right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He, I know. He lost his train of thought. He's like, fuck. You could take that cookie and stick it up your. Anus. Oh, you 
Uh, anyway, so continue. <laughs> Four or five beers, you want to break shit. Next. <laughs> no, but, but that's what I'm saying. I just want to party. I like. I want to take like a propane tank. Do you remember this, Pete? I think I was, there was one time where I was like, you know, because that's the thing. All I love chaos. Sure. I love it. Okay. And when I drink, all oh, I we want know. is chaos. I want. <laughs> I want fire. I want. I want yeah. shit blowing up. I love it. And that's the problem. When you're 40 years old, you don't want. You shouldn't want to blow shit it's up when upon. you're 48 years old. You know. And when you're 41, round of yeah. Upon. Shouldn't it be? Yeah, <laughs> it should be. It should be. But when you're 41 years old and you're like, and then you were looking over. You're not 18, 41. I'm 41. You sure are. Yeah. So it's like when you're 41 years old and you're like, hey, dude, how about this? Let's go to the Home Depot. Let's get a full propane tank, take it out to the desert and shoot it. And then your friend, let's call him Pete, for example, has said no. And then you, yeah. being me, yeah. uh, yells at your friend called Pete, mm -hmm. and, and an argument ensued, which really did happen. That mm -hmm. argument did happen. That's an actual I, thing. I, that's yes. an actual. We fight. made up after making out with our buttholes. Right. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, first off, it was me doing all of it because you are against it, but whatever. So I'm the only one that has love for you. But uh, anyway, though, um, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I just Sylvia. I just stood there with my sure. ass cheeks spread out. And nothing. And he just was like, whatever. And he just, he that's, was like, eh, and he just, he just touched anyways. it with his tongue and just backed off. He, that's was, a little selfish, Pete. It was awful. I'm not going to lie. It was awful. See hey, what man. I did there? See what I did there? Sarah, I flipped it on you, Turned you son of a bitch. <laughs> Turn it on me. Son of a bitch. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> so, Brandon loves weed. Brandon, uh, sure. unlike me and you, and, Brandon and Jocelyn are like weed connoisseurs. And booze. You know? I do love booze. But again, I know what I, I am a much better person for society when I have weed in me as opposed to Because it booze. mellows you out, It right? mellows me out. Now, okay. if you want, now, if you're there to party, if you're there to have a good time with me, weed is awful. Weed's not the good... Because you... Brandon will give you fun. Yeah. But... So my, highly, it's, it's also, it needs to be mentioned that there, if the wrong people see that type of fun, you could get the cops called on you. Uh, like, you know, again, it's just, it's just blowing shit up and sure, sure, sure. stuff like that. So my goal is to, like I said, just watch movies and be left alone. Right. Yeah. So my lady's like, you should get high and watch some movies. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I you should do like what Brandon me. does every day. And so <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pick. Cause then I was like, you know what? There's got to be a combination between smoking a joint and watching the right movies. All I do is watch horror movies and and you know and either it's a, it's either like arrow video or criterion collection so it's super artsy fartsy shit or like horrible horror movies right and that's it and those are my two things so i don't i don't live in the middle too well right you know what brandon so, does not watch when he's high mm, those okay well those are my things so i'm like all right I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna try to go outside the box, and I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna pick the movies I'm gonna watch before I get high. I plan this out, right? Mm -hmm. For someone who doesn't get high all the time, he's plan like, it out. I'm gonna watch these movies. I got six days to figure this out, yes. right? <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna the remake of Suspiria. Pulled it out. I want to see this high. Let's do it. Okay, so that one's on the burner right there. So then I've got the situation right. Where do I smoke weed? Because I have children in my home. Mm -hmm. I am a responsible adult. Now, okay? I am not going to smoke weed in my house. I want to bring this up real quick. Mm -hmm. I am on the phone mm -hmm. with Pete. When I'm looking for a weed when spot. When he's looking place. for a weed spot. Now, it, it was just one of those things. It's not like he called me up specifically to do this. But he yeah. goes, dude, Sarah just gave me a joint and told me to go to the park and smoke it. I, and, I don't, and I don't watch, know what to do. And watch the Spiria. So watch, I'm, I'm yeah, asking yeah. Brandon for advice. So so he is like seriously scared and Aww. he's walking around the park looking for a spot and he's like, there's people over there, dude. And I'm like, they're on the other side of the park. How strong do you think their noses are? Yeah. Like, you know, you just blow some, you think the weed smoke just stays in that one spot for three or four hours? Yes. No, it dissipates into the world. It's like cigarette smoke, right? <laughs> yes. I don't think so. I think, I think it's a little stinkier. It's a stinkier. Now I'm not saying like if you come, I'm not saying 
if now, you're, keep in you're mind, five feet away, you can't smell it. But on the other side of the park, mm-hmm. Brandon, like we'll go to a Golden Knights game. He'll smoke weed on the balcony and pretend like people think it's a cigarette. And it's clearly everybody knows he's smoking weed. And I'm sitting <laughs> yeah. next to him while he's smoking a joint while other people are smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And bro. guess what? People uh, are being nice to me. <laughs> really? They're being nice to me. They want to smoke my drugs. I'm making friends. Pete, on the other That's hand, nice. making no connections with anybody whatsoever. Just stick it to himself. Do you remember them? No. Oh. Yeah. They don't matter. <laughs> Speaking of, just a segue and then we'll go back to my weed. I mean, weed. I'm giving them drugs. I mean, I don't need to be on a first day basis That's with them. That's true. My weed story, just to segue back, a, a good memory. Vinny Paul, you guys all know from Pantera from Hell Yeah. He, he was a Dallas Stars fan forever. And then uh, before he passed away, we would see him because he lived out here in Vegas with us for a long time. He would wear, he had the Vegas Golden Knights Love jersey. The Knights. He loved the Knights. And now the Knights and, and now the in the Western paying. Conference Finals, it's Dallas Stars oh, versus Vegas the Vin- Knights. The and Vinnie Paul like, series. I'm like, it's the Vinnie Paul series, but who would he cheer for? Oh, oh man. I'd have to say it, Dallas only oh, because God. because Pante- oh, actually him and Dime, they both wrote a song for, for the, the Dallas, Dallas Stars, Stars specifically. Yeah. And yeah. it used to be played around their skate around, but they, they still throw in that song yeah. every game every single game I, w- I would just it would just be great it was just one of those thoughts uh, it was like oh who, who would Vinny you think Dallas I think Golden Knights I'm saying Golden Knights too okay because uh, you know like like Kerry King thing, is, a, is a he's a he's an LA Kings fan he moved out here he's a Golden Knights guy now but there's all switching to the Knights but Vinny had two houses he had one in Dallas that he would go to all the time and he had one out here yes so he so it was like 50 50 I'm telling it's, you okay Pete who's your favorite child wait, wait. Briscoe or Dio oh that's that, that's shit. what this is like Briscoe. So, anyway, <laughs> so oh he God. would be a Dallas fan. Why'd you do that to me? It's recorded. So, <laughs> so he's, he's gonna look and he's gonna hear this. So many So Dio, Vin- you're my favorite. Yeah. So, so you just said you're my favorite about both kids, which means wow. Which means both of them years later when they're both old enough to understand yeah. this episode, they're gonna go. All right. Okay. Who? Okay. Who? I don't have to pull a Menendez brothers and kill my dad. I'm cheering. I'm cheering for the uh, Golden Knights, obviously. But uh, it was just a. It was just a thought like same thing with brian slagle kings uh he's a knights guy now too so it's like dude everybody's transferring to this team out, out of sports out of hockey back to weed okay so <laughs> i'm like brandon where do i smoke this thing he's like doing the park whatever now there's there's these washes underneath in las vegas right and i was thinking hey if i go walk in a wash it's good but we all know that the the homeless community of las vegas lives in these washes right so i didn't want to run into a homeless guy so i made the decision to go for hey, I'm going to go find some train tracks and just walk across the train tracks like I'm a dude walking on train tracks. And very grungy of you. Yeah. Is that grungy? Sounds grungy. Yeah, wow. Makes it sound like you had like a stick and a like a bandana bundle with your stuff. And <laughs> I just kept like looking behind just marching him. down the train tracks, just I, smoking I had, his I, joint. I had my headphones in, right? Good and move. so obviously, because you got to listen to music, yes. I guess, which again, doesn't make a difference to me when oh, I smoke weed. it does weed. to yeah. me. Okay. I was listening to a little bit of, I'm, I'm going through my Jason Newstead Voivod phase. So I think I was listening to the self-titled. Fantastic phase. I love that. I love every era. You know what Voivod, I listen to? When I, really I don't, I don't, I don't do I hardcore metal when I smoke. You know what I listen to? What? Curtis Mayfield. Old school, like funk stuff. I actually don't know who that is. Do you, you know don't who know who Curtis Mayfield is? Do you know who that is? No, she doesn't either. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'll, okay. I'll look him up later. He did I, the Superfly soundtrack. Anyway, though. Um. Okay. That's you've not. Heard, that's, heard, not, that's, not a, that's not across 110th Street. That song's great. You've done. You've heard a number of his songs. You probably just don't. Yeah. Didn't yeah know that. No. No. And you guys know I don't have Apple Music or Spotify, so I, I gotta go buy a record. Yes. So is it worth me buying a record? That album, yes. I'll find. Absolutely. It. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. So, anyways, 
<laughs> so I'm walking down the train track, smoking weed. Nobody's around. Everything's good. I'm like, all right, I feel comfortable. Keep looking behind me to make sure a train's not coming because I do realize sure. I'm on tracks, right? Are you feeling paranoid or are you just feeling like... Totally paranoid uh-huh. because I don't smoke weed. I'm in public. I'm an adult. You know, I, I asked Brandon one specific question I wanted him to lie to me about. I go, hey, can I get arrested because this is legal out here? And he's like, yeah. Wait, first off, <laughs> so I'm like, damn it. Wait, 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 Sylvia. Arrested. This Sylvia. is really stupid of me. Sylvia. Right? No, 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 no. You know what's really oh stupid? God. I asked Brandon a question that I wanted him to lie to me about. Yeah. Is this illegal? For starters, if I am your friend, do you really want me to lie He's to you about you truth, what man. is legal and illegal? You're right. Just to make you feel better? You win. You know what, Pete? You know what they just legalized? Pulling out your nuts in public. Go for it, buddy. Really? Oh, oh dude, it's hot. No. Talk, not they're, they're not going to be a, sticking to your leg? I'm going to cool off. Think about it. Yeah, let, it let it out. Do it in the winter so it'll steam. I'm not trying to right. pull my... Oh, can it my steam? Prop. Yes. Your nuts can steam? I'm, well, I've, I've seen people's heads steam when they take their football helmets off in the winter. I'm sure your nuts are the same way. That's because they're blowing air in the helmet. All right, well, then get a straw and blow it into your oh, pants. man. So I'm walking down the train tracks. <laughs> Thinking I'm safe, right? Everybody knows that I'm going to get arrested at the end of the story, right? They all know now the ending, right? So the point is I keep going. I keep going, all right? And then I find this bag in the bushes. It's a yellow bag. I showed it to Sylvia. Brandon did not see it with all this red writing on it, right? Mm. Here, I'll show it to you right now, Brandon. See, there it is. Okay. I don't know if you can read it, okay? But... There, it's it's see through. It's yellow. It mm-hmm. looks like a bag that people would hold, like I don't know, pencils. Like, in? Yeah, it's like it looks like a pencil case. Yeah. And all you see is these green items around there. So it looks like there's a bag, f- like with money in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what does it say on that bag? It says, "If it is not your." Now, granted, there's like bushes and stuff mm-hmm. in front of it, so like it's hard to read. But it says, uh, "I can read it." If it is not yours, best leave it. I don't know what that says. It says it says right here. If it is not yours, best leave it alone. Don't touch your life. Is at stake. Is at stake. That's what it says. So, um, high train tracks. Nothing's around. You're right? even, you're you're paranoid at this point. There, this is a this is a bush, a Vegas desert bush. This is desert. There's no green. This is like a a tumbleweed mm-hmm. with this fucking bag in it, and it looks like there is money in this bag, right? So obviously, I I text my lady. I'm like, hey, like. Here's a picture of this bag. I'm walking away from this. Is that what I do? She goes, absolutely. Stay the fuck away from that bag. So then all of a sudden I turn around and there is a truck coming at me on the train tracks, like a truck that is driving on train tracks, right? So I'm like, what's going on? So it, it actually is the train track people to make sure there are people on the tracks and they have truck wheels on the side, but they actually... The Go tr- right on the track. Goes right on the track. Yeah. Moves up to me. I just finished my joint, right? And he, yeah. he rolls up right next to me in front of that bag. <laughs> so and he's like, you didn't touch it, did you? No, he didn't say anything to me. He's like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing? I'm just walking on the train track, sir. That's all. You know, so I'm doing my, my thing. And I'm like, and it said... Uh, yeah, for starters, were you a cop? Yeah. Were you were the railroad cop? It, it was. It said something on the side like authority. Like, it's like UET uh, authority. So he was like a train track patrolman or something like that. And so I'm like, nothing, dude. So I just I, I just finished the joint, threw it away. He probably saw me smoking in the world. I threw it into the like just a bush and you know, hope luckily nothing caught on fire. But you know, that would be your parent. second that'd be your second desert <laughs> he caught on fire, by the way. That would be the second desert I caught on fire, correct. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh. I made that mistake before throwing shit into shrubbery like that. So when you were like what, twelve? Twelve. Yeah. It was okay. a stink bomb. I lit a whole desert on fire. It was on the news. It was great. Um oh my <laughs> it, was God. Great. Yeah. it was great. Hopefully nobody died. I always oh think about that. Homeless people lived no, in those bushes. No, probably like bunnies and you know wildlife died. I 
I feel worse now. Probably killed some desert tortoises. Well, yeah. we're done. well done. They're on the endangered species list. Asshole. So anyways, uh, the dude drives away, and then I go back home, and I, I, the whole experience was nerve-wracking and horrible. So it's like maybe I didn't feel it, and then I go home and I watch Asperia, and it's exactly like it was the last two times I saw it. I was like, nothing changed. So I'm like, fuck, this is not the movie for it. So my lady... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh. Did you expect the movie to change because that's the definition of insanity no 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 i first off that's not the definition doing of the insanity. same thing if over you, and over and expecting a different listen, result if you watch a movie 25 years ago <laughs> and you change and then you watch that movie again the movie's different well, because you have life experience so ah. things have changed did you think that you were going to see like differently because you were high yes like when you watch the big lebowski and you just see different things that you missed. That's what you were expecting. Like the John Stewart character in Half Baked. Have you seen this movie yes, high? Yes. Yes. Things are different when you see them high. So I did expect a yeah. different experience, right? You said no. Okay. So I'm like, I picked the wrong movie. You know, this movie, it's cool. It's great. It's really visually. I I, I enjoy it. I like the original and this equally, but because I was going to watch the uh, original, but I didn't. So my lady's like, you know what? Maybe you need to pick something a little softer. Let me go get you another joint. So my lady went and got me another joint, mm -hmm. right? And I watched Mad Max, the original. Not mm -hmm. The Road Warrior, not Fury Road, the original. The Australian one. The Australian one, right? My mom took the kids, so I smoked in my garage. Oh, my God. With two candles and a fan pushing the weed smoke sure, out. Yeah. So my neighbors know so I am rock and roll. Yes. Now they yes. know. Yeah. They're not going to mess it. with you. Everybody knows my neighbor died. I think I said that on the yeah. show. Right? Poor guy. Poor dude. I got his record collection. If you guys at least he know. doesn't, at yeah. least he doesn't know you're smoking weed. He smoked weed on the, he smoked weed on, uh, on the stairs every day when I talked to him. And he so. probably judged you for not smoking with him. Uh, could have bonded never, with him. Dude, he never asked me. He just would give me his records. Just could have bonded with him even more. Really missed out on that. So anyways, RIP, he was a cool, cool neighbor. I liked them a lot. Uh, the point is back to you know where we're at. So I watch Mad Max, high as well. Mm -hmm. Nothing. So I'm over it. What is this? What is this watching movies and stuff mm -hmm. high? What is it? Maybe you're not supposed to watch. Am movies. I too mellow of a human being to? I think have that's what it is. Weed affect me at I all? I think that's what it is. Because I'm pretty. I'm pretty mellow. And who is not? You're not. Okay. Sylvia's mellow like me. Right. So oh, maybe that's why it didn't really, really yeah. do anything to me. Look who is. I'm just saying. I. You Jocelyn, need to be anxiety. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, and, Jocelyn yeah. and myself are extremely like I, I hate saying I have anxiety. I I'm hate it. I'm anxiety driven. I, get, I, I like saying I like going. I get anxious. So no, when I, I get, get anxious, super anxious too. It like, doesn't yeah. it doesn't make me feel, now? Grant, I know everybody it's the does. Same we thing. have these phones in our pocket that push us to do yeah, something. I, right. I, I, I've had panic attacks. Those okay. suck. I know. See, I, I've had. I, I don't get. I, it's like there are moments when I go, oh god, I, do I have anxiety? And then I'll get up and start moving. And then I'm like, okay, I just think. Now I feel a little bit better, but I'm not sleeping. You know what I mean? It'll be something like that. Sure. Um, but uh, but that's the thing, dude. I get so anxious, and I always feel like I'm behind the ball. But then when I smoke weed, and then I'm not doing anything, I'm like, now you know why you're behind the ball. Now it makes sense mm -hmm. for you. Like, like when I'm so ready to go all the time, it doesn't make sense in my own brain mm -hmm. for me to be like, let's fucking go. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, but I'm like that all the time, mm -hmm. all the time, you know? And it's like, when I smoke weed... Mm -hmm. Then I'm not like that, but then there's other negative aspects that are associated with it. You just pick and choose whatever works. Yeah, you can. You know? really, I, I'm a list guy, so I have to write everything down that I want to do, 
And then at the end of the day, if I get it all done, I'm like, I can relax now. But I have to get that list done in my mind. It's like you, you make up I'm a the same way. thing, like a certain thing. Like, but See, I have I, classes and stuff like that. Like I'm taking classes and I'm doing things for work and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm also doing Rise to Offend and stuff. So it's like I have all these things that take multiple days. Mm-hmm. So when I don't get that stuff done, it's always on my mind. Like it's always on my mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so I'm the, like I said, I am anxiety driven, but I, I'm not anxious. Yeah. Like I really look for that moment where I can sit down and, and, and watch a movie and I do like mindless entertainment, but I, I won't watch anything that doesn't have a story. I won't watch like reality TV or, and I won't watch TV, TV. No, I know TV, TV over the, the last part. 10 years has kind of taken over it's movies, stupid. but I, I mean, I, I don't think it's gotten stupid. It's probably gotten better than it used to be. But my point is you know that what it's I can invest 30 hours to something. The problem I with can't. TV. And, and I need, I need 90 minutes to, Two and a half, three hours, I'm good. And for people that are, you know, in legitimately, tw- for people yeah. that are in their 20s or even your age, Sylvia, mm-hmm. it's like you're going to find out that you're going to hit a point when nothing is really new, sure. you know. And and I think that's why I and t- there's there's nothing that illustrates that more than television. Like when you watch network television, especially when you watch sitcoms, it's like, dude, these same jokes, these same sitcom jokes, these yeah. same scenarios have been done t- to death, mm-hmm. to death. You know, now granted, yeah, you're going to see jokes that are going to pop up that are more modern. Yeah, I'm not saying that every sitcom is the same, but when you end up watching and you see the jokes and you understand the structure and the writing, it's all the same. Well, my dad, it was funny you said that. My dad said there's a point where you need to just stop consuming art and media. And he said when he was 40, he stopped. Yeah. And he's like, everything I had was enough for me to revisit, see what I like, see what I don't. And I didn't have the pressure of new things. See, I do. And that's in the back of my mm-hmm. head because I'm like, maybe maybe it's like the time where I need a, all those books I never read. I need to read them now and not buy new ones, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's like I need to revisit all those records I love from all those bands. And, I'm doing and, that. And not do that. Maybe there's a point in, in, in your life as a consumer of this stuff that you need to say, let's pump the brakes and revisit everything and then realize, hey, you know, that no doubt record doesn't do it for me anyway and get rid right. of it, you know? I but, think I think what it is, though, is when you are, there, there is a point to when, like when you hit our age, Pete, you know, like when you, you're afraid of being left behind almost, you know? It's like you, you kind of still want to be in the know with what's going on, just to be aware, like a younger generation, right, right, just uh, to see, be I only aware. Wa- I only watch two shows. No, I get it. No, I'm just saying. And it's Stranger like, Things. It's, it's like, but I'm just <laughs> talking about the music and stuff like that. It's like it is. Yeah. I, I, there is a point, especially with me as a comedian. Like there is pressure on me to mm-hmm. still be aware with what else is going on because the last thing I want to do is be one of these comedians that's doing like John Wayne Bobbitt jokes in 2020. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, dude, you, you need have to know to, about WAP. Right, right. You have to. We have to. We have to keep growing. <laughs> okay, so I think. Or else I it's think a urinary. I, I think what I got after his thing is that I need to stop paying attention and just be irrelevant for the next 40 years and let other people take the reins and I've done oh, no, my that's time. Yes, that's I don't have to focus on no, news. It's, it's just I don't everything has been done. That's a whip. I've done it. Right. I've done it and I've got a collection that I'm so proud and happy of and maybe it's time for me just to, to love that and live and that reflect. And, and reflect. I, I, I still have a an insane amount of VHSs and DVDs on my walls, like a library and CDs. And it's like, dude, you know what? And, and vinyl. And maybe, 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 maybe that's something that I have to really think about. I can't imagine myself. My obsession has always been buying music and movies and all these mm-hmm. things. That is you're, my addiction. You're going to have to now, now for me to break away from that. You're going to have to dig now to find the stuff that you missed. That's all you're gonna. No, have to do. I don't. I, so I you think can I, still. You, there is so much stuff. So but much here's amazing the thing, shit that, that you I, missed. I, I think that I'm good with not falling in line with the streaming TVs, movies. And That's all what I'm stuff. saying. I think I'm good with the physical copy. For someone shit that I like have. you, 
Yes. But I, I will always, and that's the thing is like, I think I'll always need new music, but I also think there's a lot of records I got, you know, that I, I didn't give enough time to because too many came out at once right. type of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a time to take a year off. Maybe during this next year, the coronavirus, COVID, all this stuff where all this new music is going to overwhelm the shit out of me. Maybe I step back and say, fuck it. Let me just go back and listen to what I got. I, 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 you can't do it. Not with this podcast. You have to listen to everything. You're the leader of uh-huh. the Metal Sucks revolution. Oh, no, I'll, I'll still do my job, but you got to understand, like... As far yeah. as, like, pleasure, like, personal. I'm talking about... I'm but talking he does. About, he gets yeah. pleasure out of all this like, music. I, I love That's what I'm saying. So, oh, man. There's a point, I think, where we're not... We're relevant financially to keep the scene going, and I'm going to keep buying my things and doing that, but we're not relevant to the scene. What I mean by that... but And you're right. And what I mean... and So the young people have to just take it by the reins and roll with it. And, we're and, not relevant to the actual scene. All these old bands that we love that I want to talk to the rest of my life on this show and, and all these old bands, dude... They're not the ones. They're, they, they've they're not done leading their part. the charge. They're not going to lead the charge. Yeah. They're where they're at, and they're just making amazing things. They're for sitting on Mount fans. Olympus. Yeah, they're sitting on Mount Olympus. They're, they're, and they're, they're not on doing that plateau. The demigod stuff. But you know? yeah, the, the the stuff at the bottom of the mountain that they the kids that we need running up. Yeah. I'm not going to lead that charge. No, I just you're not. need to. I just need to sit back and watch. And that's what I'm saying. And, that's and, how I feel about everything these days. But, but what I'm saying it's is, time always, to sit back and watch. When, and when you hit our age, though, mm-hmm. the problem for me is I immediately see. Uh, the similarities between something else. Like sure. I will, and I mean, it's something it, like I will see. I don't. Well, no, like for example, like when you watch, the, I'm going to, there is, for example, if you ever watch the movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, uh-huh. there is a part where they're breaking down um, just styles of music, you know, and there's a part, and they, oh, I know what it was. There's a part where they show him getting inspired and then right after that, there's a song. Mm-hmm. So they show the so they show the comedy part of him getting inspired, and then the, then there's the song. Right now, whenever I watch a movie, any movie about any musical artist, the story of Queen, the story of this, the story of that, every fucking time you'll see somebody like uh, they'll show the dumb inspiration part, and then the song. It's like I immediately go Dewey Cox. That movie called it out in front of everybody, noticed how how paint by numbers mm-hmm. these these band movies are, mm-hmm. and called it out, and now I can't see anything else. Now whenever I see a band movie, before that movie, yeah. oh my God, the movie was so good. Now when I watch that movie, even the movies that I saw, even the band movies I saw before that, I'm like, it's Dewey Cox. You guys are all fucking phonies. You're all fake. You're not giving me anything new. Like it's been it's been the same formula and the same solution. And that's my old thing. Pete on the other end is way more forgiving about mm-hmm. the solution. And, and I should be as well. Because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, what is the old what is the old thing, Pete, when it says uh uh with Shakespeare, like how many different sonnets? Like how many different topics uh. of Shakespeare that he covered that are pretty much in every single movie. There's like, it, so the same stories, basically what I'm trying oh, to like say is the, almost, oh. yeah, almost well, the same stories have been told for hundreds of years. Well, the human conditions only going to change due to technology, but the human conditions, the feelings, the emotions, all that stuff's going to be the same. So those stories are going to relate to a different generation. You got to catch people at the right time in their lives. And that's why they repeat things. And I'm good with that. We just got caught already. That's okay. Yeah, that's what it. That's my thing. That's it's okay. like I wasn't. I wasn't. I want them to keep making the same shit. I just don't know if it's. It's. I, I just don't know if if I need to revisit the same shit. My point is this: when I heard Pantera walk for the first time, mm-hmm. I was fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and nothing 
got me motivated. That and fucking hostile. I was like back yeah. to back. Those so, songs, those songs are timeless. But now whenever I hear those songs, whenever I hear bands do songs that are similar to that, I go, nah, it's it's walk. Yeah. It's fucking hostile. And it's sad I shouldn't be like that, but I'm just saying because every time I get I hear that message, I'm immediately transformed back to 14 years old. But that's hearing that's, it for the first time. That's you not realizing there's a different personality and a different yes. voice and a different thing yes. like that. You, yes. you you put it together in your mind. For me, it's like I hear an original personality of voice and all those things to all the bands. So it can be record two or record fifteen. You know, I hear it. The the there's no band in the world that sounds like like say like Armored Saint to me. There's no band that sounds like Enslaved to me. I just want them within what they can do and their personalities to 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 do something unique and different as as they grow older. Now the band that's done the same record 10, 10 times in a row, that's the band. You're right. I step away from. But again, I don't really feel like. I promote that really anymore. It's like if they grow as people and they give me something new, I grow with them. They're friends. And that's something that I think uh, it's the whole reason, you know, I want to do a show and, and get this music out to young people or have young people tell me I'm stupid and old. It's fine. I don't mm -hmm. care. You know, so with that, guys, fun talk, fun talk. Yeah. Yes. I Riveting. listen. I realized I don't need to smoke weed ever again in my life. I'm good. Okay. Sorry, it doesn't do anything uh, for me. I was going to try again later. But yeah, what else, you know what? what else no, you, you, you do it again. I, I also realized that, uh, listen, you, you three need, beers is fun, but I really don't need alcohol. You know, what, else did you, what else did you realize? What's that? Hmm? Oh, I got I got to make out with my wife's asshole. Yes. Okay. French kiss. French I kiss have to butt. French kiss my wife's asshole. See, I say French kiss her butt because I'm classy, uh, yeah. but yeah. Pete's just sounding. I was like, I mean, that God. seems a little French bit kiss like, my wife's asshole is very... It's just... French kiss the butt. Just stick with that. With that. We're trying to keep it commercial. I apologize wow. for my classless comments before the interview, guys. Keeping it commercial. But with that, let's jump <laughs> to our interview with Ivar Pearson from Enslaved. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Petter on the Metal Sucks Podcast. I have Ivana Peterson from Enslaved. We are here to talk about their new record, Utgard, which is coming out October 2nd, guys. Now, before we jump into the record, Ivar, I did want to talk about, you guys did recently complete a short virtual summer tour. Um, and then I did, one of my favorite things you guys did earlier in April is you did like a live and studio performance. Now tell, tell us about how that experience was for you guys. Yeah, it was really something new. Um, it was um, directly after the, the lockdown uh, started here in Norway, uh, which was around March 10th or something, I guess. So we, a couple of the guys, including myself, we were out traveling uh, when, when the whole thing started to become weird in the news. So we jumped on the first plane home. We made it home uh, so we didn't have to stay abroad. But we had to stay in quarantine. Um, and luckily... The day we got out of quarantine, that was uh, like the last or last day of that festival, and we were able to play it. They they call us up and say, "Hey guys, we want to have a metal band on this festival. Could you be it?" And we have the ha we we have a habit of of saying yes to things we have no idea what it's going to be like uh, because it's yeah it's exciting and it it's good to take a chance. Um, so we said, "Sure, we'll do a streaming, a virtual gig, whatever." And, and see what that's like. And it was pretty amazing. After five minutes of, of weirdness, we started feeling this sort of presence, and almost in a sense that this was 
yeah, it was just a layer of abstraction between us, us and the crowd. Uh, and there was just something that told us this is going really well and people are watching it and um, it's going to be exciting to see the reactions. We got off stage, turned on whatever, phones, laptops, and there was just so many people who been been watching it, sending us messages, both, you know, on the Facebook and, and privately. And people we knew from all over, like the Midwest, the US, New York, uh, India, Sweden, Spain, people we met. Uh, and they were just like, hey, that was, that was really something. You know, it's, it's still not a live gig, but I think we all felt like this is the closest we can get. Uh, and it gave a real sense of, of community which was important, and that's why we, the next day, we just started to brainstorm how can we continue this, and, and that's how we ended up with this cinematic summer tour. There's one left, actually, on October 1st, we're doing uh, a, a, at a release party, a short gig, and, and then trying to communicate. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some technically skilled people <laughs> helping, helping us out, but uh, to do some Q&As with, with fans, or whatever, if people want to have a chat we were totally ready for that and me as a as a fan i've, I've adapted to it um since uh, april was the first time i think i saw your guys's and then i've seen i've bought tickets for so many bands clutch downs happening um their 25th anniversary that i'm going to be watching here in a couple days uh armored saints got a, a virtual show that's happening that's and so i'm as a fan i really think that this has been great that bands get to do this and I hope people are embracing it during this time because it feels like you said, it's not the same with the atmosphere and all that stuff, but it really is kind of the same feeling and element, you know, um, because it's yeah. happening live. It, it really does get a lot of the things. Yeah. The, the people are around you, but it's fantastic. And the sound, which I was worried about, I thought maybe it wouldn't sound that good, but it sounds excellent. Mm. I mean, I, I thought I thought it, yeah. I think it sounds really good across the board. Um, one of the things I did want to bring up about the new record is that you guys do have a new drummer in the band. I believe his name is Iver, and yeah. um, you do utilize him as a vocalist. If you guys have seen the Homebound video, which has been out for a while now, um, you can see that his vo vocals do add a, a huge emotional element to the band. Now, was that tell us about him joining the band, and if that was part of um, the process of you guys wanting him in because of his vocal style? Yeah, first, first and foremost, we were in, uh, in need of a drummer. Uh, we sort of, when Heilbrand left the previous keyboard player, he was handling clean vocals. But then Håkon came in the band, um, and we sort of forced him to do clean vocals. Poor guy. He, but he, in his other band, a prog band called Seven Impaled, the singer happens to be like a professional uh, opera singer and a vocal tutor. So Håkon spent like... 24 hours a day for half a year with him, uh, becoming a singer, which you can hear went really well on, on the E album. But he was still, yeah, wanting to be a keyboard player. Was it his main? You know, when he was eight years old, he pointed at John Lord on the screen and said, "I want to be that guy when I grow up." Mm. And that's what he's still. His passion is, you know, the organs and the metatrons and the keys and everything. So when Kato, the previous drummer, announced that he was leaving, we were like, "Okay, this is." This is a tough one. We only we basically have one guy that we can that can step in after Kato, and that's Eva, because he's been producing us. He's been he'd been stepping in a few times when Kato couldn't uh, play, um, but he's a studio producer. You know, he works in the studio uh, all day, 
So it was a, bit, a, bit, a big choice for him to sort of join a band that would be touring that much. But when he did say yes, that's when we said, and we know you, Eva, you're an excellent singer from, from the bands we've heard before. Um, if you want to step up and do, do some vocal lines, you're more than welcome. You know, that would be awesome. Um, and, and so he did. It really worked well. Hawkorn was able to do more of the backing vocals that he wanted to do and then focus more on the keyboards. And then Gritl and Eva been working. Um, and I'm so glad that Eva did this, that he really... Uh, we didn't want to like force it on him. Uh, you know, it's, it's more than... It's punishment enough to be a metal drummer. Yeah. Uh, having to sing at the top of your lungs at the same time just seemed to be uh, <laughs> pretty rough. But he's a rough guy, so I'm, I'm really glad that he did it. There's those challenges that I look at that I'm like, how do they pull that off? You know, I, I've seen Braun do it with Mastodon a few times and live, and I'm like, okay, he he nails it. And then there's some fills that you can tell, okay, he needs to take a breath. It's kind of tough, you know. So yeah, but um, exactly. yeah, it's, and it, why do they do it voluntarily? It's yeah, insane. exactly. <laughs> and uh, with with the, the song the song that I'm talking about, guys, if you haven't checked out the video, it's Homebound. It was the first single. It was released a couple months back, but you can see that. It's not easy drumming to that song, and uh, yeah, his parts are, are are really, like I said, they're really special with that song, which which I do like. Now, you did bring up the last record, E. Um, for me as a fan, this for people that know, this is your guys' 14th record. Hopefully that's correct. Um, yep. And um, for me as a fan, um, from uh, Ritter to In Times to E, the progressive elements, the songs were getting longer. There was a lot more of that. Now, with Utgard, you guys do kind of scale it back a little bit on on the longer songs and 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 concise make them a little more concise was that something that you guys did plan on doing entering this record cycle or did that just grow as you were writing it, it was more of a thing that that sort of uh, appeared during songwriting there was no discussion on, on like we were really happy with the direction things were going but I think it also started to happen on an unconscious level that having wor- already having worked with Eva in the band, because we had a half a year uh, before Kato left, we, we were working with both of them in parallel, in a sense, because we were doing all these live shows, and there was, we had to find a right moment to do the switch, which was, was kind of, um, I would say, uh, like action movie, like we did... A weekend in June where we did uh, Kato's last show it was done at midnight in, in at Copenhagen on a Friday, and the next afternoon at four o'clock an early show at Hellfest was Eva's first show. So it was really a a, a, a tough thing to coordinate. But so we had been playing with Eva already for almost a year. Then when I started writing the new album, and his drumming style and this this uh, obvious vocal talent and all this. I think that must have influenced somehow to go more towards say, yeah, maybe more of a classic rock and roll way of writing the songs. I don't know. Um, there was just this thing where the riffs, they were just telling me that they that they want to just have the focus, you know, the, the, the point of the riff sort of, like the, the essence of the riff should be in, in center. And that's it, so to speak. Um, not saying that there's anything wrong with long songs. We're probably going to do that again. I'm sure. You never know what happens. But there was just something about this this way of of, of giving them getting to the point really quickly that that felt natural and, and, and something we wanted to do. 
Now we're t- just talking about influences. Now I've I've talked to a lot of uh, you know bands in your guys's region, and I feel that maybe that Deep Purple seems to be a really big influence when we're talking about riffs front and center. We brought up John Lord a little earlier. Um, is Deep Purple a band that you've always kind of looked up to as well? Um, and uh, now that they're having this, I guess, resurgence in a lot of ways, the last ten years. Um, do you feel that their style of you know having those riffs up and center and things like that do kind of influence, even though it's completely a different genre for you? Absolutely, it's it's definitely one of the the defining bands I think for for all of metal, uh, and it's it's it seems to have also uh, seeped into to to our songs. Just the you know the drive that Ein Pace is doing on, on his drums. Um, any of their songs, but uh, space trucking—it's—it's it's insane, you know. It's—it's it's got this level of energy that is—that's maybe somebody has reached that level after, but it seems hard to sort of go past it. And obviously, yeah, the riffing and all that—that that sort of natural flow through through a song. So it makes it sort of upbeat at the same time as it's really hard hitting. It's—it's it's really, um, I think, to be influenced by. I think. Mm. Wonderful bass. Oh yeah, dude, and and um, you, like you said, it, it is one of the most important. Machine Head from Deep Purple is one of the most important metal records, and I mean, there's other ones that people don't consider metal. Metal, maybe like Led Zeppelin Four and things like that. But I, I hear it when you go back because when I was a younger kid, I needed things to be a lot heavier, so I didn't really grasp those bands, you know, until later in life. That was me, you know. I don't know if everybody else kind of got onto it earlier, but I needed it faster. I needed it Pantera style, you know. And then the older I yeah. got, I go back and I'm like, wow, how did I miss this the first time around, you know? And that goes for Zeppelin and a lot of those bands that um clearly defined what what would be the future of metal. And um one of the bands that uh, my favorite bands growing up for sure was Faith No More. And you guys yeah. did tackle uh, a cover song of theirs a little couple years back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was uh, Jizzlobber, is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's tell us, one. tell us how that all came about, and um, your if, if Faith No More is a, an influence on you guys or Mike Patton's work. Yeah, uh, it came about. It was uh, one of those occasions again where we say yes to a thing because it sounds strange and and, and weird and wonderful. It was a museum in Oslo. Um, Henny Onstar uh, Museum, which is dealing a lot with contemporary art and, you know, the, the, the so-called crazy art where people do weird performances, uh, smash up pianos and things like that. Uh, and they have a tradition of having one outdoor concert every year. Uh, and they had this curator um, who was really fond of, uh, like, loud, hard music. Uh, and I think part of the reason he did it also is it's located in sort of like the the Beverly Hills of Norway, uh, very very heavily gentrified area with with uh, rich people who doesn't like noise. So every year they went for like the museum. They made a note of of how many complaints the police gathered from the neighbors, and I think we actually broke the record. They were very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Nice uh, and. So they, but they have themes for the, they 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 ask a band if they want to come perform and then they give sort of like a, a theme and they said like what is what is sort of the essence of enslaved can you do um, pick five songs your five members pick five songs from enslaved and then pick a cover song 
to to come after you know the enslaved song to sort of highlight or explain or, or something um, about your influences so we we chose there was a king crimson song there was a rush song uh, there was a uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and then Faith No More song. It was Harbon, our keyboard player, who came with the Faith No More song. And that was, I guess, the most surprising one for, for us. Uh, but it, when he said, yeah, we should do uh, uh, Faith No More song, we all went like, yes, we should. It's something that we don't mention as often when people ask about uh, influences on, but they're also, they've been very important for us also, not only Faith No More, but I would say Mike Patton's work in general because it's so it's inspiring in the sense that it's it's venturing, it's experimental, and still has this sort of full-on rock and roll uh, anchor. It seems in a sense, you know, it's, I, I I see see them as a, as a rock band, but there's there's a lot more to it in a sense. Uh, his stuff with Fantumas is is just brilliant. Uh, Tomahawk, I'm a big fan of also. Yeah. So it was just the perfect occasion to do that. He he's one of those artists. I'm lucky enough. I've seen I think five or six of his bands live. Um, I just oh, wow. I just saw Dead Cross um, a couple of years back, um, and then I saw Fantomas. I had to drive out to see them. I seen Mr. Bungle back in '99. Um, yeah. Same thing. Had to had to make the trip out there because you know, I'm West Coast. I live in Las Vegas, so he's. He, I think his faction's over in like the San Francisco area. So they they always some somehow get close to me when they do a short tour, and. Uh, yeah. Of course, I've seen Faith No More uh, quite a few times, but like every one of the bands, like you said, they're all they're all. I don't know how to label them, but the energy is punk rock, heavy metal all day. You know, yeah, and uh, wild. It's it really is, and every one of those experiences, you just walk away to be like, man, that's what music is. That's why I'm here. You know, um, exactly. And uh, that's that influence alone. Even if you can't get into if if Fantomas is too hard for some people to maybe grasp what he's doing um that influence alone is is it's rare and um mm-hmm. that's something that when we bring back to the live show that we're talking about I- i'm getting this from the the streaming performances that bands are putting out there you know um mm. I-, I am i mean I-, I like i said you don't have the element or the amps and that's what i need the only thing i'm missing is the loudness if that makes sense you yes. know? <laughs> the loudness it really clears my mind of everything that i'm thinking in the moment when when that riff hits you know and with the amps in the mm. face that's the only thing but uh um speaking of i, I do want to segue back to the record once again um Utgard, is there a concept behind this record? I know you guys um, always kind of have a focus on where your, your your direction is going, but is there an overall concept that kind of follows this record? Because when I go through the track listing in the songs, it seems like there is kind of a story being told. Yeah, it is. It is a concept album in the sense that um, it's a journey. It's a descript- describing um, a journey into Utgard, which is... In the Norse mythology, it's sort of the Shadowlands that we see in popular culture. When Norse mythology, it's, it's Asgard, you know, the, the home of the gods, uh, where they Odin and Thor and all these uh, figures um, have their intrigues and, and and dramas. And then there's this land beyond um, that it hasn't reached popular culture this that much. Uh, yet but but there's a lot of material there so uh 
there, there will probably be some kind of movie at some point called Utgard, I'm sure. Mm. And we have the soundtrack ready. No kidding. <laughs> um, it is it is where everything originates in, in Northern mythology. Uh, this is where it's a chaotic, it's a land of, of sort of lawlessness. Uh, natural laws doesn't apply fully and so on. And that's the, the first sort of living beings originate from there, the, the giants. Um, and there's, yeah, and from there on there's uh, generations and then they sort of become gods then, and then become men and so on. Uh, but but the, the giants are still there and there. Um, there's a constant sort of conflict with, with, the, with the gods in the sense that they cannot be controlled. Um, and there's also a place that they, the gods need, need to have some kind of connection with. Because there's a lot of, you know, that's where the magic originates. And um, there's a lot of wheeling and dealing going on uh, at night and so on when they sneak out of, of Asgard and into to Utgard uh, in the mythology. Um, so it's also a very powerful uh, metaphor for, I guess, the human psyche in terms of, of conscious versus unconscious, that Utgard represents sort of the part of the mind you cannot sort of actively control in the same sense as your conscious uh, mind. But it's also where you find artistic inspiration, uh, humor, uh, the unexpected, so to speak, uh, and the Swiss psychologist Carl Jung uh, have written quite a lot about uh, about this sort of shadow side of yourself. Not necessarily an evil side. That's the cliche from from sort of Christian mainstream thinking that anything below the surface is bad in a sense. Um, it is just a that's the other half in a sense. So if you do not uh, <clears throat> cultivate uh, a balanced and, and whole personality if you just, you know, yeah, mention, mentioning Christianity, religious thinking is, is one um, one way of sort of getting that, getting out of balance because you have a lot of instincts, you have urges, you have desires and all that stuff. So if you just oppress it and press it into the corners, you, you sort of lose control over it. And, and that's what this album is about, is venturing into the Shadowlands to sort of reconnect with that other half, the shadow half, and to get that understanding. I really, oh, that's that's fantastic. That really applies really well. Well, I think every generation as they're growing up, um, the cover art does have a, a if I think it's a crow. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry, but it's a crow, and it kind of is overseeing and flying between both lands. Is is what I kind of took from it, and um, exactly and. Excellent. So in that experience, though, I think of just observing is what's so important because I think that a lot of if we take this to modern times, a lot of us, um, we we observe and then we kind of pretend like we know, you know, but in actuality, just seeing something doesn't mean you know it. You have to. To me, I've always thought you have to be there and experience it and and associate your feelings with being in a situation. Um and but we all kind of we're all kind of like a crow right now kind of flying over it and saying this is what i would do but it's it's a really interesting concept because i do think a lot of people that bring up the uh, if you're addicted to discipline and you have this military type regimen that life is going to be better but in my in actuality with no instincts and you you become robotic and it sounds kind of miserable like i feel like we the mistakes we make 
as humans, uh, even when we hurt someone else, are as important as the good things. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you agree with that at all, but it's, oh, absolutely! It's, it's, a, it's. A, we need to have both. We need to be evil. I've always said sometimes I got to be the bad guy, like you know, and learn from that. So I'm not mm. as bad next time, you know. <laughs> but if you're never the bad guy, exactly. what are you learning, right? So uh, have to own own it. Uh, next thing I did want to talk about enslaved. Like I said, we're 14 records in. Um, you guys have had a storied career. Um, have always put out excellent pieces of art for us fans that have been along for the whole journey. Um, but for any band, you guys have to define and redefine as you grow um, your sound. So what record do you think represents Enslaved's voice to those listeners that might not um, have been along for the whole journey, that ens- Enslaved's voice that is going to be a starting point for them this in modern times? Yeah, good question. I think if 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 you're not going to go with the latest, mm-hmm. which I think is is by far the the, the rep- best representation of the entire catalog, I think maybe starting at the middle with uh, Below the Lights is, is a good entry point because that shows exactly sort of the the point where Enslaved is deciding to continue uh, carrying along our our roots from from the early days in the more sort of the more more extreme metal sound, but also making that choice of, of venturing into something new, uh, and then and then it's I guess if if the, if you're listening to below the lights and the proggy parts appeal to you, um, melodic stuff, then it's a good movement to go towards the newer from there on. If sort of the, the faster and raw things are, are most appealing, you can go <laughs> backwards and get more of that, um, and then sort of make a decision if, if you want to go the other way afterwards or if you're content with that. That's, I guess that's how we view it ourselves. It's like a fan is a fan. It, it's if, if you're a fan of like the first mini album and, and the two first full lengths and that's it. Well, that's, that's still, you know, still being a, a fan and supporting the band. Or if you're just like the new one, that's also fine. But luckily, it seems like there's a lot of people who, who uh, enjoy the whole thing. And that's you know time will tell if i'm right but i'm thinking like this this 15th album is is, is wrapping up a lot of things it seems and that's the feeling i feeling i have that it's some of the choices from the earlier catalog that that might have seen seemed you know widely experimental or something at that time they make more sense i think once you hear the new one so absolutely no everybody i want to remind you guys October 2nd. Make sure you're pre-ordering the new record from Enslaved, Utgard. It, it's excellent, but like I said, I really feel like if you're a fan, if you're a newer fan, you've got to check out the whole catalog. It's a fantastic, fantastic journey. Um, and you gotta give you got to give these records some time. I, I always tell people, be patient with music. You know, like um, If you're going to go back and check out... I, I had a, a, a friend, uh, you know, a, a cousin of mine come over from Montenegro and... Uh, He's like, hey, I really like Overkill. And I'm like, cool. He's like, yeah, I listened to all 20 records uh, yesterday. I'm like, that's no, stop. You know, <laughs> like, I was like, we can't do it that <laughs> way. We pick one and then, you know, learn it. You can't let, you know, but that's how, that's how people consume sometimes, you know, and it's, it's not fair. It's like they got to let it reach them at that moment. Cause, uh, but uh, if you guys want to listen to all 14 records at once, I'm sure everybody's fine with it. But the point is, is like, give it, give it the time it needs, you know. Um, so make sure, guys, October 2nd, Utgard, make sure you're pre-ordering that record. So last question I want to ask you, um, we're all going through a different time, you know, as you know, 
Um, what what do you think are some of the challenges during this time that people may not be aware of for working musicians? Oh yeah, I think I think that I think people might not uh, see what the, the live uh, sort of livelihood uh, from performing live how much that means so many bands and, and how catastrophic it is for for a lot of of, uh, of bands especially the bands that have put sort of their entire uh, they've left work uh, and are, are and i'm talking about maybe the bands that are in a up-and-coming phase especially mm. uh, where people yeah they, they quit a job and they, they're but then they're depending on having a lot of tour dates going on all year uh, because it's easy to think like okay it's it's a um, small medium-sized band or whatever um, they don't have the, the biggest uh, fees okay so that might not be a problem but they're depending on having many shows you know during a season and selling and selling their merchandise to the fans there and then it's it's really essential if you're if you're metallica rolling stones people will, you know order the t-shirts online anyways just out of uh, habit because it's so huge uh, and they have this massive back catalog that's being streamed and so on in, in huge quantities but for a for a band uh, relatively new band but that that are being deprived of playing live shows and selling their merchandise to fans it's it's really um, yeah, it, I, I can only imagine it. It must be really a killer for a lot of these bands now that they had to sort of uh, go go back and try and, and find uh, new ways of, of supporting themselves and their families and everything. Um, we've been lucky enough to keep our jobs in parallel with the band, uh, pretty much not not out of um, uh, almost some I guess some periods in, in uh, the last few years we could have done only the band that's fine but we've really made an effort to keep doing things outside also uh, related to the band or in the music some guys are running a studio I'm involved in the label uh, and, and stuff like that uh, so we have other things to do um, in, in this in this uh, trying time uh, but my heart really goes out to, to the bands that, that now are feeling like the whole thing is over because they they had to cancel all their tours and, and things i really hope that people if they have a, a soft moment at night when they're sitting on a laptop go to the one of those bands that they remember playing a killer show and buy some of their shirts and, and support them uh, that's my and, and message that's, that's that's a beautiful i mean that's what we got to do um heavy metal right now to keep a lot of these bands surviving there's an honor system where if we got some disposable income and it's not something we necessarily need we need to focus on that i i i don't think bands should be that are in that position that you know you know are, are going to either break up or whatever I, I there's a lot of things out there the uh you know gofundmes and stuff like that i don't think bands that I don't think that's a bad idea for them to try during this time to be like, look, we have to somehow make it through the year or uh, the Patreons or whatever, you know, outside ways to get money. I think that us as fans, we, we there's an honor system where we have to just do what we can to support small businesses and bands. Bands to me are a small business, you know, um, in a lot of ways. So exactly. So or else or else when this finished, when this 
pandemic is over, we'll just be left with a bunch of old bands like us. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that weathered the storm and gave us beautiful music. But you're right. Yeah, we do need that youth. <laughs> we, do, we do need exactly. that, that culture to, to bring something new and shake, shake up the old guys and be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, okay. We can, we can go head to head with you new band yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so with that i want everybody one more time in slaves new record udgard is coming out october 2nd guys it's a fantastic record make sure you're checking out the two music videos they put out homebound i mentioned the, the next one is uh yet to get there. guys that's a great video make sure you're checking that out you can go to metalsucks.net search enslaved they have links for both those things october 1st we want to promote the show if you guys haven't gotten onto the streaming uh bands and watching them live buying the tickets i highly highly recommend doing it i've been doing it all summer and it's never let me down to sit and watch clutch in my underwear it's okay you can do it it's on the screen it's it's great you know i'm not going to tell you if i'm going to watch you guys in my underwear but it's possible it's okay so, <laughs> so it's okay so with that i want to thank you so much ivar for calling in to the metal sucks podcast thank you so much for this interview great man
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Thunder upon the muscle ground Come on, in 
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the latest record, Utgard, which is coming out October 2nd. That track is called Homebound. They have a video out there. Oh, I can't stop listening to that song. It's so good, man. So good. The, the additional voice of the drummer we talk about in the interview, just it gives me the goosebumps every time I hear it. Second song you guys heard is off the same record, Utgar, which is coming out October 2nd, and that also has a video for it. It's called Yeti Greta, and make sure you guys are pre-ordering this record. Utgard is coming out October 2nd, Enslaved, one of my favorite bands of all time. Just like last week, I got two of my favorite bands back to back in interviews. Real good, good. How many favorite bands week. do you have? Probably thirty. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll list them off right now. But like, dude, 30, 30, 30 is this another bands? is this another Briscoe Dio thing where it's like, which one do you love more? And you're like, oh, oh no, uh, 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 Briscoe. Nah, I mean, yeah. It's like, oh, well, I got to be in the right mood to love Briscoe well, this time. No, no, Dio's <laughs> Dio's one years old right now. He's not as lovable as four almost five year old Briscoe who just. I'm in a Dio fucking, mood today. Yeah, he, he just okay. kills me. Dio Please makes me smile. I'm going to tell you this as your friend. Mm -hmm. Just shut up right now. Okay. I love them both. <laughs> Everybody, I love them both. <laughs> the same. The same. They're both rated 99 in Madden. They're both 99 in Madden. Madden. Yeah. You don't get that reference. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I don't either. But my lady's well. asshole, my tongue. Yes. Oh, Jesus. That's what they Make want. Make it happen. Uh, no, it's what. Peer pressure. French. It's not His peer pressure. I'm trying couple. to save your marriage. I'm not going to really do it. <laughs> Everybody, I want to thank you guys for listening to our other podcast, Rise to Offend. Make sure you guys are supporting that show. We are doing Jerry Springer this week, as Brandon Guchan just said. He did all the work. He did all the legwork. He's my hero for that because I needed help, man. And the five-star reviews for this show is all we ask for. So if you guys get a kick out of our stupidity interviews, everything we put together every week to give you that hour, hour, 10 minutes um, of time, please just go to the Apple iTunes, click five stars. Dude, it's all we ask for. We're not going to ask for money. We're not going to ask for anything. Just that. You guys are the best. You truly are our fans out there. And I will respond to these emails that I'm behind on by the end of September. That's all I'm giving you. All right. <laughs> Until next week, mm -hmm. my friends. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>